Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, my favorite part of the program is, uh, well, show and tell. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get into that uno momento. In the meantime, I just want to tell you that Amy Hess is with us, a girl and a gun. Hello. Uh, and Amy, it's such a pleasure to have you instead of Scott Van Kirk. One of the most Thank important ad advantages of you is that by now Scott has the firearm disassembled. Parts are rolling all over the place. Uh, springs are shooting across the room. You haven't done that. Nope. Congratulations. Not done that. No. Not yet. Uh, then Larry Whalen <laughs> is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And uh, Larry uh, has this uh, Canik 9mm. Uh, yeah. And what a price break. Yeah. Is this, this thing new? This uh, retails new at uh, $385. And the uh, the Canik product line is, is really um, taking the U.S. by storm. It, it's a great product line. Full-size. Nine millimeter pistol, uh, equipped with eighteen rounds uh, in the magazine, so a full nineteen round payload. Uh, this uh, the Canics are imported from Turkey. They're brought in by Century Arms International, and they are a striker driven uh, polymer frame pistol. That is, uh, it's a great value. Uh, they've got some upper end guns, uh, but this one hits the market at three eighty five, and uh, you just can't beat. Uh, having a nice full-size 9mm. It's ergonomic, does come with additional back straps. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a great overall package, uh, easy to shoot, very controllable, and um, lifetime warranty from Century Arms International. Got a rail on the bottom. Uh, yeah, so it'll, uh, it'll hold your accessories. does have a nice set of Warren sights on it. And um, the aftermarket has really stepped up for the Canic product line. There's any number of other bits and pieces you could buy and accessorize the Canics with. Um, you know, with some low-production import guns, it's really hard to find parts and accessories. Canic's not that way. Canic has all kinds of parts and accessories that are available for the guy, guys and gals that want to, uh, you know, change the sights on them or do other uh, enhancements to their guns. Um, the, the Canic product line's easy to work on, and uh, it's, a, it's a great value. And uh, the grip's not overly aggressive, but it's aggressive enough that... Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's designed with some um, some stippling-type bumps on it uh, that, that, that raise up, uh, that, you know, to give you a little, little more purchase. The side, the side panels <clears throat> have a real fine texture on them, uh, so it's not going to slide around in your hand. Easy to shoot. Got, uh, got great value. Yeah, I... I Three eighty-five. You buy two of those. Okay, that's a great idea, Gary. Um, I'll go ahead and run your card for those. Uh, one for you and one for Gwen. No, Gwen or has just, enough guns. Gwen has two for uh, Gwen. Okay, I got gotcha. you. No, 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 no. Gwen has enough, and I don't want her here. Gwen. Big mouth. Yep. All right. Let's. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, let's move on to the Ruger before I, uh, I I go broke. Well, if we're selling you two of those, we might as well sell you a couple of Rugers. Um, the Ruger Mark IV is the easy to clean uh, twenty-two from Ruger. Uh, they're Mark series pistols. Uh, Mark uh, the, the 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 original, the Marks one, Mark twos, Mark threes. Very hard to clean. Uh, the Ruger Mark IV. They've put a press button on the rear of the gun where you can clean the gun just like uh, nothing. You can you can pull it apart, uh, pull the bolt carrier out, uh, and be able to clean right through the barrel. Reassemble them very easily, and um, they they've got the traditional. Um, it's it's almost a rifle style action. Anybody familiar with the Ruger Mark series? Uh, you've you've got a reciprocating bolt 
um, that's very similar to a, a rifle style um, upper receiver uh, or upper upper on these. They're incredibly accurate. They're very easy to shoot. A lot of guys are using these in the uh, in the rimfire competitions. Uh, this one is the steel frame version, the tactical version. It does have a rail uh, at the six o'clock position. It is threaded, so you can add muzzle brakes or silencers, which we sell at Modern Arms. It does have a top rail, adjustable sights. That 2245 grip angle, um, it's designed to mimic the grip angle of the um, the World Classic uh, 1911. Uh, that's where it gets that 2245 uh, nomenclature from. Um, it's a great pistol, even fits a great big hand like you, Gary. And, um, you know, smaller hands like me can still shoot them very well. They do sell a lightweight version of this. Um, takes probably almost a pound off the weight of it with an aluminum upper and a steel sleeve barrel. I've got that and one. And they're still very, very accurate. Love it. Yep. But, and it's a neat looking gun, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a fun gun to shoot. Yeah. And so, it's affordable to shoot. You know, rimfire ammunition is pennies on the dollar compared to shooting um, centerfire ammunition and get some great, um, you know, trigger press practice, side alignment, you know, all of those those skills that translate into centerfire um, handguns can be can be honed on rimfire handguns. I might point out that normally we would have these up uh, from Show and Tell at Gary on Guns on Facebook. I I've really struggled getting things to post. To, I, to the I, page. I'm wondering if you're not in Facebook purgatory. <laughs> well, they keep trying to sell me ads, and then they won't sell me ads because I sell guns. But, you know, they won't even let my posts go through on Gary on Guns today. I do have them at the modernarms.biz Facebook page, and I'm able to see them on the Gary on Guns page under something called um, posts, but I can't find it on the computer, only on my phone. So they could, they could, it could only exist on my phone and Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> sound, like, sound like an old man that can't figure stuff out. <laughs> yeah, get, just get a twelve-year-old to, to fix it for you. Remember when they used to do that with VCRs? You oh, know, yeah. when the clock couldn't... was still blinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twelve o'clock for uh, like uh, two years. Yeah. Uh, all right, Smith and Wesson. Uh, another uh, the, uh, the MP Shield can't go wrong with that nine millimeter. Yeah, so the, the M&P product line is is really wide. Um, the M&P Shield was introduced years ago as an eight, seven, and eight round single stack nine millimeter concealed carry gun. Those guns have uh, have evolved considerably. This is a a uh, thirteen round subcompact um, concealed carry pistol from Smith and Wesson, the M&P Shield Plus. It is optics ready, so if somebody wanted to mount a red dot directly to the slide, it is milled for that. It comes with um, a tritium filled night sight with an HD uh, orange front dot uh, front dot sight with the tritium in it. It comes with a 13-round and a 10-round magazine. And as the Smith & Wesson M&P um, line has evolved, Smith & Wesson has updated the trigger uh, to be a, uh, a, lot, a lot nicer trigger brake. And they've also changed the actual trigger shoe to be more comfortable in the shooter's hand. Uh, the original shields had a, a hinged trigger that that moved to the rear. This one has a articulated safety that comes up in the middle, or a safety rib that comes up in the middle of the trigger. So customers really like the way this feels on the finger better than the original one. And these hit the market at 565, optics ready with night sights, 13-round and 10-round capacity. Wow. Yeah. Neat deal. So the I got a question. on that one, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what, Amy? It's got a smaller grip. Uh-huh. Well, that's good for Larry. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Tiny hands. <laughs> tiny everything. Anyway. Uh, like an this, elf. <laughs> like an elf. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move on because I, I'm curious. Do you have any AR-15s that are not 223 or 556? Uh, I've got them in 308. Yes. 308? Yep. Um, I'm wondering if there's going to be a shift if people are having a hard time getting the ammunition. Uh, and I'm just looking at alternatives. Um, and there are several out there. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of, uh, we, we, we move quite a few of the 300 blackouts. That's a very popular round in the AR-15 platform. The ammo for the blackout is more scarce than the 223. I think that uh, even with the administration's shift to uh, kind of pinch Winchester off of using that Lake City plant for commercial production, I think that the buying public is still going to be more well served by selecting the 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 five five six two twenty three AR fifteen over the more obscure calibers, Threader Blackout, mm-hmm. and many many others. Um, that 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 military heritage of the the two twenty three five five six ammunition is going to be more widely available, I think, than the Threader Blackout. Uh, it's just the historic path we've seen. There's just not as many. Um, not you as know, many I, guns chambered that way. I, I've got one minute for you to address this, and I don't know if that'll do. Maybe we maybe we have to give you more time. But there are, there are people who are trying to say that the twenty two caliber and the two two three that's the same round, and it's not. Correct. I, that, I don't even know. Did, did I get that in in one minute? Yes. Yeah, um, you <laughs> did. Thank you very much. I you, you know nothing is more clear than having you explain. <laughs> Well, 22 long rifle is is a rimfire round. That typically shoots a 36 to 40 grain bullet. Um, where that your 223 um, typically shoots a, a 55 grain bullet at, at a much higher velocity. Uh, if you just look at the the shell case difference, um, that that's that's a visual representation of of their power um, and, and foot pounds of energy. Uh, I think is is just by looking at the shell cases. They are they they share a bore diameter. Uh, the the circumference of the bullet is is similar, but the the terminal performance of of the two twenty three is is much greater foot pounds of energy on target than the twenty two long rifle. Both absolutely lethal. Neither of them are toys. Yeah, but absolutely. All right. Um, All right. Let me do this. Let me let me take a quick break. We'll come right back. Gary on guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. And uh, we are pleased to tell you that Amy Hess is on board. A girl and a gun. We'll give you some more details on that and how to get involved. Larry Whalen is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And he's uh, brought with him uh, three really terrific firearms that uh, you can uh, you can purchase there uh, at uh, Modern Arms. Brown Station location. It, it's, yeah, that's uh, near Brown <laughs> Station Road, isn't it? It uh, is indeed. We also have raffle tickets there. You can come and support the uh, Columbia Professional Firefighters. Uh, is giving away a, a couple of guns. We also have our... Um, Columbia Police Officers Association and Columbia Professional Firefighters. Two different raffles going. Come support your men in blue and your firefighters at yep, Modern Arms. Ab- absolutely. Two groups that risk their lives every time the, the phone rings. You, you, you really want to support them. In the meantime, let me go to the phones because uh, Steve is on the line. Steve, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Thank you. Good morning. I have a question for Larry. In the past, I bought one of your uh, canic pistols that you sell, and I was wondering if the barrel that's in it can be replaced with a threaded barrel, and if so, do you have any or can you get any? 
Um, Canic does offer a drop-in threaded barrel for a couple of their models. Uh, give me a shout at the store, and we'll see if we can source one of those for you. I need just to know the the model number uh, engraved on the slide of the gun, and uh, we should be able to source that for you. Typically, threaded barrels and that drop-in configuration, generally in the $140, $170 range. Uh, but that would allow you to use the you know modern muzzle brakes, or we can also sell you a silencer, which is a lot of fun, too. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey, thanks All so right. much. Thanks, Steve. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Suppressors. God, I love suppressors. And I understand things are moving with a much more alacrity than they, they used to be. You know, uh, this time last year, we were we were preparing customers for a 8 to 12 month ap- approval time, uh, and sometimes even longer than that. Now we are filing with ATF e-forms. Um, we have had approvals back in 90 to 95 wow. days. Um, we have had some that have taken as much as, as five, six months, but it's still much, much quicker than mm-hmm. uh, the old paper versions. Um, and uh, we, we help a lot of people with their silencer process. Uh, partnered with a company out of Texas named Silencer Shop, and uh, they have really streamlined the process. We have a digital kiosk in the store where customers um, answer all their qualifying questions, uh, submit their fingerprints there. We attach the photo to that. And it takes customers about 15, maybe 20 minutes to do all of the paperwork required. Um, and then we um, show them how we're going to sign that digitally in, in, the, in a couple days to come. Uh, once it's signed digitally and, and certified, um, it, it's in ATF's hands. And when it's approved, we actually get an email back with the approval now instead of a, a mailed copy. Um, and we're able to get those turned around and back into the customer's hands. Certainly the same day we get the approval, we notify them to come pick them up Had uh I guess we sent five out the door yesterday, so wow. um, it's uh, it's it's a great time to um, to be able to buy silencers, and it'll allow you to shoot, um, you know, a centerfire rifle, a two twenty three or three hundred eight, quieter than a twenty two rifle unsuppressed. So you can shoot full velocity centerfire ammunition out of a centerfire rifle, quieter than you can a twenty two rifle. So it makes a huge difference. It's it's equivalent to wearing really good uh, muffs. Uh, is is what that sound signature sounds like. So the beauty of that is, uh, you know, if you're hunting out of a, a box blind, um, you know, you're not having to put ear pro on to, to take your take your game. If you're uh, if you're at the range shooting, you're not going to disturb your neighbors. If you you know live in the county and shoot on your private property, your neighbors will hear gunfire, but it sounds like it's much much further away. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it'll keep your keep you from losing your hearing also, which is a great thing. I wish I would have had one years ago. I wouldn't have quite as much tinnitus today. Let me uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I get a, a suppressor for my gun, uh, and I want my wife to be able to shoot. Uh, how do I get? Can I get her on the same? Well, license? It, um, it it just depends on how you acquire your, uh, what structure you acquire your your silencer under. Um, if you just do it in your name, that's not wrong at all. Um, you can let anybody you want. Uh, shoot it while you're still in control of it. You're physically present when when they're operating it. If you wanted more flexibility in your ownership, uh, Silencer Shop does offer a product called a single shot trust. It's only twenty five bucks. Uh, if you if you chose to do a, a trust uh, as the ownership structure, um, anybody that's a that's a member of that trust needs to file the application. I've had some of those uh, where they've already had a trust, you know, an NFA trust built, and they've got five or six different members of the trust. Uh, unfortunately, I had one customer have a have one of the co-trustees not as motivated as the others and really drug his feet on signing that, that paperwork, which 
just caused a delay. The single shot trust is is very very streamlined, and I'm a huge product. A huge fan of that product. Like I say, it's only twenty four dollars and ninety five cents. The buyer is the is the applicant. The buyer is the only applicant. Eight in the future, when you pick up your silencer, there's an amendment page in the trust. <clears throat> After that uh, transfer has been approved, the the owner of that trust can amend the trust by adding someone to that and having one page notarized. That's all it takes to add somebody to that single shot trust. So, it's, so I take it's out a by, single shot trust. Yeah. It gets approved. I get my suppressor, and then you add Gwen as your as your co trustee, and then she can own and operate the suppressor with autonomy from you. Wow! Yeah, super easy. That is neat, uh, and it does make a big difference. And and it truthfully, it they do look cool too. Well, yeah, it does look cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean there, there's there's style points for sure on that. Yeah, yeah. When you when you get to the and range, anything and you, start... you can do to look cooler, Gary, it would help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but a bag over hey, your hey, head. Hey, can I come too, back then. in about three weeks and we can do this again? <laughs> <laughs> Elmer Fudd is telling me. That's uh, unbelievable. Uh, Amy has with us a girl and a gun. Uh, and uh, Brian, how much time? Where am I at here? I'm getting close. I got about a minute. Uh, very quickly, Amy, would you tell anybody out there who wants to join uh, a couple of quick links to your webpage? Okay, there is a girlandagun.org. You can go to the webpage. You can find the chapter and just click join. Um, also, that's that's the only place that you can join. But you can look us up on uh, Facebook. The National A Girl and a Gun uh, Sh- Women's Shooting League has a Facebook page. And our local chapter has a Facebook page, Columbia, Missouri, A Girl and a Gun. So you can get involved. You can have a lot of fun, a lot of mm-hmm. camaraderie. You don't have to put up with the guys. Uh, you get uh, contests. I'm sure you guys, you do that, don't we you? Do. We do. We, we do. We do the that. quarterly match. Um, matter of fact, we got that coming up just in a couple weeks, which is a whole lot of fun. The The ladies shoot that. It's just um, three courses of fire. It's all on the same target, six rounds each course of fire. And then we score it. We send it into the national organization, and they give out prizes for the best. So you can, honestly, you compete against everybody in the United States that decides to um, do it. All right, I gotta, I gotta take a quick break. It's okay. Gary on Gun. Welcome, glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is Gary on Guns. You can find us on Facebook, uh, and then uh, Modern Arms. Is uh, Larry Wayland is with us from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, and we are pleased to tell you that Amy Hess is on board, a girl and a gun. Hello. Hey, uh, let's get a phone call or two in here, and then uh, we're going to talk about suicide and guns because I keep getting messages from anti-gunners about this alleged uh, epidemic of uh, suicides brought about, they think, because of guns. I'm going to clear that up for you. In the meantime, John is on the line. John, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yes, I uh, have a question for uh, Larry, I suppose, uh, with all due respect to Gary. Um, with the suppressors, uh, how many rounds do they recommend that you shoot before they're cleaned with, uh, oh, let's say a twenty-two long rifle rimfire? Um, and also, how difficult are they to clean? It seems like with all the nooks and crannies, they would be... It would be very hard to clean. Um, the, the the 22 Rimfire silencers do require maintenance. They do require to be cleaned. I haven't seen a lot of the um, 
of the round counts um, listed in the manuals. Uh, but you know, it, it's like your it's like your firearm. If, if you take it out and shoot it, and and if you want to care for it well, you you'd clean it then. Um, I give that advice, and 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 then I'm a self self disclosed dirty gun owner. Um, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with this firearm. Yeah. So um, a lot of times um, after I've shot, oh. 500 to 1,000 rounds through through a rimfire can. I'll, I'll get get around to taking it apart and cleaning it up. Um, if you are a if you are a um, metallic cartridge reloader and you already have a media tumbler, uh, a brass tumbler with with corn cob or or um, walnut hulls, um, it's a great way to clean your silencer. Even the modern ultrasonic cleaners work really well. Uh, you just take all the, the components out, take the baffles out, drop it into the ultrasonic cleaner or in, into the media. And and use that tumbler or or, uh, or ultrasonic to clean it. That's what I do. Um, again, I'm, I'm a dirty gun owner. I'm looking for the easy way to keep stuff clean. Um, that works really well. It, it's not required. Certainly, a, a toothbrush and and your your normal cleaning equipment work fine on them. Um, but rim fires do need to be do need to be maintained. You mentioned taking the baffles out. I, I wasn't even aware that you could take them apart like that. Can you take all different brands apart like that? I haven't seen any sealed, um, welded, welded shut rimfire cans because of the velocities and and the amount of of, of dirt and debris. Uh, rimfire is dirty compared to centerfire. Uh, most centerfire cans are non-user serviceable. They're sealed, welded units, um, and many of those manufacturers. Um, say, shoot it. I, uh, years ago, I walked into the Gym Tech booth when they went to a sealed welded unit from a, a disassemblable one, and I was like, how does a customer clean this? And he said, when did you last clean your muffler? And yeah. I, it, it, it completely rocked me. I, I was like, so I, I whispered, I was like, you mean just shoot it? And he's like, yeah, like like a thousand rounds? He's like, no, no, tens of thousands of rounds. Just put it on your rifle wow. and shoot it at rifle velocities with the caveat that you're shooting a, a jacketed bullet. You're not hard casting your own lead bullets. Um, as long as you're shooting a, a jacketed bullet through your centerfire rifle, many of the silencers don't require a, a maintenance cycle. Shoot them. Hmm. If you got a carbon deposit nodule that, that built up, um, it creates a disruption in the airflow which is all the silencers designed to do anyway. Um, as they, as you shoot them, they actually get a little more effective. Um, you know, and there are some manufacturers that recommend a, a cleaning cycle. Um, uh, the OSS silencer that I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, we sell a lot of those. The gas ways on that are much smaller, and they recommend a cleaning cycle of between, um, I think it's 500 and 1,000 rounds to soak the can in a solvent let it drain and then fire it uh, while it's still damp to to clean the gu- clean the silencer. So there's um, you know a lot of different manufacturers specifications on those, but uh, center fire typically needs to be disassembled and cleaned. Center fire rifle a lot of the times many of the brands with modern baffle designs they're designed just to be shot. All right, thanks thanks for the show, Gary. All right, John, thank you. Glad to have you in Carry On Guns. Uh, Larry Wynn is just a cornucopia of knowledge. Always uh, great to have him on board. Uh, we were talking about shooting, but Green Valley uh, has something coming. Of this this, this is uh, what we were talking about before. Yeah, I had, had a caller call in early uh, before right. the, the top of the hour asking about the uh, youth shooting camp. Uh, there, There is one on the Green Valley uh, calendar coming up October the 8th. 
Uh, and it'll be, um, they've blocked the calendar out from 8 until 4 in the afternoon. I don't think the event actually takes that much time, but um, they'll have a flyer uh, soon on that. Uh, they'll, they'll have a registration available later this summer. It is a free event. Uh, for you shooters to come and uh, with with their uh, adult partner and uh, and get a chance to get some really high quality gun safety training, fire some real guns, and I believe they even provide hot dogs and chips. Yeah. Uh, it's a free event and it does require registration. And the registration for that will be opening up later this summer. But uh, you can mark your calendars uh, for the youth shooting event coming up October the eighth at Green Valley Rifle and Pistol Club. I'm just curious, Larry, uh, if you can remember that far back, do you remember how old you were when you first fired a gun? Hmm, yeah. Um, Roughly. I'm, I'm guessing eight years old, um, shooting with my dad, um, and uh, the first one I got to shoot was a uh, a, uh, a family gun that was a single-shot 410 um single shot uh, break open shotgun in in 410 gauge i was uh it was a happy day getting to shoot that gun because i'd followed dad around you know and uh been his bird dog for a number of years because he because he didn't have a bird dog but uh it, it'd shoot a quail and i'd have to go find it luckily he let me bring it back in my hands yeah i, I didn't i didn't have to didn't have to put it in my mouth to retrieve it <laughs> uh i was uh, i think in the fifth grade and I went to a, a camp uh, in Northeast Ohio called Red Raider Camp, and uh, that's where they had a shooting platform, and they gave us twenty-two rifles and taught us to shoot. Uh, and I can remember uh, the first time I shot and how much fun it was. Uh, Amy, how old? I'm sitting here thinking. Um, I think I was probably twelve. And it was just at a friend's house, and her dad had a gun, a handgun, and he took us out shooting. Cool. But as far as telling you what it was, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Now, now did, he, did he call your parents and say, uh, listen, uh, Amy is here, and I'm... No. No? no. Mm-mm. Ooh. Yeah. That, that could get you in trouble today. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. So it was it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah. A, a different and and wasn't all that long ago that uh, things started to change. Uh, but it uh, if if you are uh, you know you're you've got uh, some friend of your uh, progeny at the house and you got a shooting range and you're thinking of doing it, call. Oh yeah, call the you parents. wouldn't dare pull a gun out without speaking to their parents first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't know what what gun it was. Mm-hmm. I, mine was a, a, a twenty two rifle, and I. And I can remember the smell of the gunpowder. I can smell it now. Yeah. yeah. Just telling the story, Love I can it. smell it. Yeah. It's funny how that uh, resonates with it. It's almost an eidetic uh, imagery. Uh, but it was so much fun. And then I w- started going out with my father. And he surprised me and bought a Winchester lever action twenty two that I still have today. Nice. Yeah. It was. We take uh, trades. You could trade that off and get you no, something nice. No, no, no. <laughs> Just I got something nice. It's, a, it's, the, <laughs> it's the memory. Then I'll, t- I'll tell you what else we did, and this was really horrible. I, 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 and we didn't know about uh, hearing protection back then. But my father, my best friend, were in high school, uh, and and uh, we went out to shoot uh, Dad's 1911. And we were shooting at a coffee can that wasn't 15 feet away. And we each went through a magazine and never hit the can 
once. Did you ever learn to use those sights? They put them on top of the gun. Is that so what the, that was? A little bump and notch. Yeah, I yeah, saw those can, things. I yeah, thought, well, you, I'm just going to use that way. to line it up and kind of yeah, point yeah. towards the can. Yeah, it just it's, <laughs> seemed like, you know, it was you in could the probably, way. You could probably get a private lesson with Amy. She'd make an exception for you and and take you out. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've gotten some uh, some training since then, okay. uh, not to mention j- just uh, Scott Van Kirk is great at that. I don't know if he'll do that for just anybody, but he's a great trainer. And, well, if he'll uh, do it for you, he'll do it for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he won't do it for you, though. Why is that? I, I don't know. All right, we're we're uh, we're up against the clock. we got to take a break. You're listening to Gary and Gun. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is uh, Amy Hess on board with us today, a girl and a gun, and Larry Whalen in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And the uh, Missouri Firearms Coalition had a post. We we saw this post uh, years ago, and we've read it on the air before, but it was just, it was just fun uh, to see it again. Uh, it is a, a progressive who decided to go out and shoot an AR-15. Wanted to find out how the other side lives, apparently. He uh, writes for the New York uh, uh, Daily News. The recoil, he writes, bruised my shoulder. The brass shell casings disoriented me as they flew past my face. The smell of sulfur and destruction made me sick. The explosions, loud like a bomb, gave me a temporary case of post-traumatic stress disorder. For at least an hour... After firing the guns just a few times, I was anxious and irritable. You know, if it weren't for the fact that I'm in that I'm with polite company, I would have a name for this guy. Uh, he seems he seems extremely sensitive. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, very oh, sen- very sensitive dude. My my, uh, he just. <laughs> uh, Amy, you shot uh, you fired AR-15s, right? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Bruise your shoulder? Not at all. No. One wonders just, you know, how weak and, you know, muscle-free the guy yeah, is. Yeah, you can't even call him a girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't even call him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think you know where I was going with what I would have called him. Anyway, <laughs> let me move on. Because I keep getting this message from lefties about, well, you know, if nothing else, uh, the suicide rate is affected by uh, guns. So I found a piece written by Dale Archer. He is a, a doctor, and uh, he wrote this in Psychology Today. What are the facts regarding suicide in guns? Is a completed suicide more likely if a gun is in the house or available? If you're pro-gun control, you'd cite a U.S. statistic like 5.6% of suicide attempts are by gun, but 55% of suicide uh, successful suicides are by firearms. You would conclude that easy access to a gun increases the chances tenfold that a suicide attempt will be fatal. But sometimes what seems straightforward is not. He goes on to point out Japan holds some of the most rigid, inflexible gun control laws in the democratic world. Sportsmen are allowed shotguns only for hunting and skeet shooting, period. These sportsmen can only obtain permission to buy a firearm after a lengthy bureaucratic screening that includes classes, interviews, written exams, shooting tests, background check, drug testing, psychological evaluation to assess for mental illness. They even check the applicant's relatives for criminal activity and mental illness. If a Japanese citizen doesn't pass this rigorous screening, he cannot own a gun. 
And without the government's permission, it's against the law for a Japanese citizen to even hold a gun. With such strict laws limiting firearm access, if guns were primarily responsible for successful suicides, then logic would dictate that Japan would have one of the lowest suicide rates in the world, right? That Wrong. Yeah. Japan has averaged over 30,000 suicides annually for the last 14 years, almost 24 suicides per 100,000 people. In America, the rate is 12 per 100,000 people, half that of Japan. Japanese who decide to end their life choosing, uh, they choose jumping in front of a train, hanging, medication overdose, leaping off a high building, or the latest craze using common household products to create poisonous gas like hydrogen sulfide. Statistically, most completed suicides in the United States are indeed by firearm, simply because they're lethal and readily available. But if they were not, someone who was determined to end their life would find a way to do it a la Japan. So it is not the availability of guns that make for successful suicide. I just get tired of hearing about this over and over and over again like it's you know, somehow factually true, and it is not. So I wanted to clear that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went through that because, you know, with, with all the background require background checks required in in japan for the for private ownership you you still haven't eliminated that that possibility you know and and no amount of of regulation is is going to eliminate um suicide you know that that's 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 horrible if you and, really want to go yeah um you know and you had mentioned the the girl in the gun has an affiliate the, the um the qpr hold my gun yeah hold my gun um, tell me about that program. What? Um, well, QPR is uh, question response or question persuade uh, refer, okay. and um, it it goes along with hold my guns, mm-hmm. and it's it the program itself teaches you when you go through the certification how to recognize if somebody is having a hard time if somebody's in distress um how to talk to them to get them to talk to you and then also how to refer them to someone you know to to get help yeah but they work along with hold my guns which is um a program that if you are in distress and having a difficult time then you can turn your gun over until you get through that rough time in your life yeah and it, it's not a not the government taking your right, gun no it, it's no. just a mechanism to be able to to be tuned in to to how somebody's feeling and and a certification to allow you to really serve them mm-hmm. and and help prevent a crisis from becoming a tragedy right uh, and and you know and being able to to refer them having having the, the having those scripts having that language and having the you know the ability having that training so you can tune in to you know what's really help help unpeel what's going on exactly and and have the right language to be able to get mm-hmm. to that nugget and and get them referred to the, to well, the help and, they need and have them to feel comfortable with you yeah. to say to, to turn your gun over yeah. you know mm-hmm. to legally turn your gun over 
and it's it's locked away and then until you get through that and then you can get your gun back with no repercussions from right you know the government or anybody else you'll be able to get your guns back i think that's uh, that is such a great uh, a great path to go and it, it could save a lot of lives uh before we run out of time and we only got about 45 seconds or so uh larry Rifle raffles? Rifle raffles at Modern Arms. Yeah, come see us. We've got a, a firefighter's raffle, uh, local 1055. It lasts the rest of the year. Uh, it'll culminate uh, the last week of April of next year. Um, 52 weekly drawings back-to-back. We've still got uh, 49 of them to go. So come in, buy a $50 ticket. You'll be in the rest of the raffles the rest of the year. And a very limited number of Columbia Police Officers Association um, raffle tickets. They're only selling 500. We're getting down to the very few of left. Uh, you can come by and get one of those and have a chance to win an AR-15 or a uh, Glock pistol. Amy Hess, a girl and a gun. Thank Look them up, ladies. Me. Amy, thank you for coming on board. Larry, I thank you, too. It. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.